Welcome to Spritz and Scrums, a podcast by three Benetton fans with a love for Aperol and all things Rugby Italiano. Coach wore the same clothes, didn't quite get the same results. A difficult weekend where Zebra remain undefeated two weeks in a row, but Benetton get their first loss of the season. they didn't get the same result but they didn't lose 80 minuti in 2 minuti and we're off and Zevre Palma taking on Cardiff rugby at the Stadio Lanfranchi and at the beginning it is the home side that have the control of the game but then 12 minutes in the guests make the best of a very odd overthrow all the way to the centres from BG which is then picked up by Cardiff and they score with Ben Thomas in the middle. After that, Zebra tried to get back in the game, but they missed two penalties in a row at the 15th and 21st minutes, both by Pisky and Telly. And then they receive a yellow card on the 25th minute for Alessandro Frusco tackling a big boy dangerously, apparently, in the air. I think it's a bit soft. The guy lands on his ass, but it's a yellow card and there wasn't much argument either way. Zebra then miss another penalty on the 28th minute, meaning they've lost three penalties in the first half. And then towards the end, they come back better, scoring two tries. One with Franco Smith Jr. crashing over from close range on the try line. And the second from all sorts of helter-skelter rugby, eventually leading to Marisi going over in the 39th minute. But the conversion is missed. First half time score, 12-7. And the second half is underway. And 15 minutes into it, Cardiff are the first to draw blood, scoring under the post at the 56th minute. Zebra's first real offensive action in the second half comes after the 60th minute with a penalty by Prisky and Telly. And then it all goes a bit downhill. Uh, Cardiff score in the 67th minute. De Beer puts his team back even Stevens. And then on the 72nd minute, Grady scores a try and it's converted, putting them seven points ahead. It feels a bit lost, but the real drama comes right at the end after an unbelievable attacking stint by Zebre Palmer. 24 attacking phases in Cardiff's 22. They win a penalty, choose to scrum right in front of the post. Rugery picks up the ball. Goes from the back of the scrum. Ferrari carries inches from the line and then Krumov charges over the line and they score and it's converted and they steal the draw 22 22. Well done. So they didn't lose? No, didn't lose. We all felt pretty different at the end of that game, I think is fair to say. I still have yeah. mixed emotions. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I have strong certain emotions what are your strong certain emotions i was quite pleased i was quite pleased they kept it off you know the winning streak no not a winning streak what do you call it well the undefeated non- streak undefeated streak yeah so undefeated exactly after 28 games without a win and then to win at home and then to draw at home i think is pretty good their next home game is against the cheetahs in the challenge cup and that's another one they can win. So they could actually go from 28 winless games to three games at home undefeated. Yeah, which is huge. And and as angry as I was at the fact that Prishantelli really needs to 
spend some time kicking? What's he been doing in pre-season? It's not like he's been away with the World Cup. Like, come on now. Um, as annoyed as I was about that, it was really, really cool to see them snatch that draw from the jaws of defeat because it got to the 72nd minute when Cardiff basically, in my opinion, had put the game to bed. I turned around to Eddie and I was like, well, that's the game lost. And it wasn't lost. It was drawn. And that took serious work. They they attacked 24 phases from that line out in the 80th minute. Clock was in the red. They attacked, they attacked, they attacked for 24 phases. Finally got a penalty. And what did they decide to do? The commentators, I don't know if you had this coach, were like, well, I would just tap and go because you don't want to risk a scrum, a line out. I think I'd just tap and go. But remember the Ulster game, for those who don't remember the Ulster game, this exact thing happened to Zebra. They were in it to, to steal the win there. And they chose to tap and go. Again, clock was in the red and they screwed it up. But they didn't choose to tap and go. They chose a scrum. And there you go. Scrum. They win that ball back, pick up off the back of the scrum, carries basically to the try line, but not quite. Ferrari, the ex-under-20s captain, picks it up again, inches away, and then Krumov seals the deal and goes over the line. And that just took an insane amount of determination. It was seriously impressive to get that draw at the end. Well, it was determination, but it was also composure and maturity, and they've learned their lessons. And yeah, you can have a go at Prisky and Telly, but he kicked all his kicks last week and they won. And that's part of the game, isn't it? You you get some, you don't get some, and it's about how you adapt in those situations. I mean, Trula also missed one, similar to last week, uh, which again was from the halfway line. So, you know, Prisky and Telly also went for a long drop goal. <laughs> and even the going for the penalties, yeah, okay, they missed the penalties, but if they put them in the corner... You know, they probably would have got at least one score out of four penalties put in the corner. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It just annoys me when we know how tight these games can be and the margins are that these games are won on kicking your conversions. They're won on capitalising on the other team's penalties and errors. And you can't leave 11 points in the first half just out there. No, but neither you can get angry for people with that. That's not like a act of stupidity it's just a a mistake like missing a putt it's not good enough no i can get angry about it coach as a coach you'd get angry about it yeah you'd be pretty livid um i'm sure there was talk of them maybe taking him off early into the game because his head was not in the right spot i mean you say that well both of you give him a hard time but he he was the one at the end of the first half after all those defensive phases. How many defensive phases was it? 17, 17. actually. 17, and then he got over that ball and he turned it over. Yeah. he And that's basically a try. He sure. From there. We had a big debate watching this game live um, where I was of the opinion that he... I, I mean, I don't know if Tiff Eden or whoever was on the bench would, would have kicked better conversions. I don't know. But it was sort of an existential hypothetical debate of like, do you sub him off because he's having such a shocking kicking game? Or do you keep him on? Because actually in open play, he was doing really well. Well, they believed in him. They kept him on. And like Eddie said, he tried for a drop goal. His heart was in the right place. He was going for the win. It's not like he was doing it on purpose, obviously. But some of them are pretty easy kicks, let's be honest. But it is what it is. But this is what I mean. Okay, it wasn't a win. But can you imagine how bad a loss would be? Absolutely. You're so right about that. And actually, because it was a draw, people come away from that going, "Okay, right, fine, guys, we didn't lose. And he looked gutted at the end of that game. He knew 
that that yeah. wasn't good enough. At the end, all the clips of everyone, everyone, all the fans looked pretty happy because, you know, a few minutes before they thought they'd lost it, mm. you know. Elliot had thought they'd lost it. The commentator said a couple of minutes before the end, I think Cardiff are going to win this. You know, and it went to 85 minutes of attack. Yeah. And the only person there that didn't look satisfied was Priscintelli, because obviously he knows you don't get to that level unless you have pretty high standards in yourself. Uh, so I don't, that's why I don't think it's right getting angry. Well, I can be annoyed. I can be a bit annoyed. Disappointed, slightly upset, a bit peeved. But angry. Uh, if I'm the coach, I'm telling him to spend the week practicing his kicking because that's the margins, guys. We've said this for the Italy team. Like, what do Italy need? They need a consistent kicker. They need a reliable kicker. Tommy's stepped up and he's there now. Zebra need a reliable kicker. Benetton are in a pretty good place with their kicker, I would say. Kickers, multiple. But yeah, that it, it's fine margins. And leaving 11 points in the first half. I mean, if he got even half of them, Debray win. If you got one of them, they won. Yeah. But that's not the point. <laughs> I thought it was good. Oh. <laughs> no, it's a good but performance. That's what I, I mean. Overall, it's good. I mean, again, the everyone thought they were going to lose. At the minute, Zebre Palmer going into the sixth round are above all of the Welsh regions. That's great. They are above all of the Welsh regions. So when who would expect that? You know, they've taken points from every single game. Yeah. And as their coach said at the end, Zebra sitting with 11 points in the table. And that is how many points Zebra scored in the whole of last year's season. And we're five five rounds in. Good stuff. And, and it's not just a flash in the pan here, a flash in the pan there. And earlier on in the season, we were saying, oh, their attack's great, but their defending's not going so well. And then all of a sudden, the last couple of games, the defence has been pretty good. Right? They conceded 22 but Cardiff didn't get a bonus point. Yeah. Four-try bonus point. They stopped that. And the tries they did get, again, maybe it was them trying to play too much. It was a massive BG... I don't want to call it an overthrow because it was a long throw. It was deliberately long to the centres, but there was something went wrong. Communication broke down and Cardiff capitalised on that. And again, that could be the game. So all in all, I don't think you can complain when you've gone two games at home undefeated yeah. against the odds. Yeah. Fine. No, no. Overall, we're satisfied. Do you think wearing the same clothes ensured that they didn't get the loss? I think so. I think it was I, all down to that. I, I think so too. I think it was all down to that. And um, I think that's what made it an exciting game. You watched the whole thing. Let's be honest. You were there at the end of the and the end of the show, gripping oh. the seats. It was thrilling. And that's it. it. That's that's what the URC has to do. The URC and the and the commentators of the URC, they need to hype these games up because that was a banger of a game. And on paper, you'd be like, oh, Zebre, oh, oh, Cardiff, they're not exactly. But like, who doesn't want to see a really close head to head, back and forth, you know, pressure from all sides? It was a cracker of a game. And the URC just need to be pushing that more, that that element of like it's anyone's games, especially when you're playing teams that are close to you in the table. Yeah. I mean, I thought the commentary, this one again was pretty good. I can't remember the names off the top of my head. One very Welsh guy. And the other guy, what was he? He was a um, scrum half for Ulster back in the day. Oh yeah. Uh but anyway, I thought I thought they were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they were they were fair, they were even, they got the excitement of the occasion. And, you know, maybe it got my back up a little bit when uh, 
the Ulsterman said, oh, I think Cardiff are going to win this at about 81 minutes. But then fair play to him because he had the balls to say it on national TV. So, you know, he said it. If that's what he thinks, that's his opinion. He called it. He he called at that moment that Cardiff's defence were going to stand up to it. And you know what? He was wrong. But it could he could have easily been right. As yeah. Well. And also, I don't want to push him too hard on that because you know like because you had already written them up as well yes but also past stats would dictate that zebra wouldn't get over the line because even just this season we've seen them have these amazing opportunities where they can steal a game and they haven't been able to capitalize so no there is definite definite growth not just from last season from zebra in the last five games there's been growth because to come back and score, and convert, and get the draw. They didn't manage that five weeks ago, four weeks ago against Ulster. So here we are. Well done, them. And now they're in South Africa. They've got the Lions and the Stormers. Uh, The Lions not doing great in the table, but they've had some tough games. And the Stormers, again, obviously have won the URC in the past and came second last year, so they're no mugs. So it's a difficult time in South Africa, but they've been punching above their weight, playing well. I think they can leave South Africa with points. What kind of points are yet to be seen? No, but that's it. I think that's a good way of thinking about it. Come away with points. You know, that's what Zebra have managed to do in every game this season, whether it's four try bonus point, whether it's a losing bonus point. That's it. We know that the South African teams are insane on home soil and that they don't travel very well or they don't travel as well which is obviously the case generally, like you're better at home than you are away. But South Africa seem to just really, it, it's chalk and cheese when they're travelling when they're at home. A bit like Benetton. Yeah, yeah, we'll go on to talk about that in a minute. But yeah, um, a couple of notable players, I thought, from this every game. Fischetti. Did anyone notice that great little uh, chip through that he kicked in the first half and then chased his own kick? The ball then bounced off the corner flag straight into the hands of the, the Cardiff player who then got rid of it but it was just exciting to see I remember that was a Fischetti classic back in the uh, Italy Wales Six Nations game that we won mm-hmm. two years ago so he's he's at Zebra now and it's exciting to see that he can do these little things yeah yeah I thought Zambanin was good the front row held up well generally I, it's hard to find a bad performer in the Zebra side at the minute they're all doing well. And bear in mind, Lukin didn't play. Yeah. And Franco Smith Jr. took his place last minute. And he was pretty good, I well, thought. Well, he scored a try. Scored a try off a... Gr- that was a great carry and a great line that he he took to score that try. Um, yeah, because you were a bit like, oh, damn, Lukin's... Um, something must have happened last minute. Well, because he- I just really like that centre pairing, what it is defensively between Mauricio and mm. Lukin. I think it is like a brick wall. Mm. And, you know, that's really useful for Zebra. As we said, they can score tries. And But stopping other teams score tries is the important thing. They'll come away from that game going, guys, at the end of the first half, we defended for 17 phases and it didn't end with Cardiff knocking the ball on or Cardiff messing it up. It ended with us getting a turnover. And then they attacked at the end of the second half for 24 phases and scored at the end of it. So I think that is also hugely exciting as just kind of confidence building to come away with from that game. Good good end of the stadium to sit at if you're a Zebra fan. And it's the opposite end of the S155 guys. So they got the worst view of the lot. (laughs) But I'm sure they were happy nonetheless. Yeah, I'm sure they'd be happy with... Well, we should ask them. Were you happy with that draw, Greg and co.? 
seems like they were looking yeah. at the footage. There, there was a few pans over, and they were. Smiling, I think it's the manner in which you take it. Again, if, if yeah. you if you do a, what Benetton did against Munster, and you're winning, and then mm-hmm. you cock it up, mm. and you basically lose a draw, then your heads are down. Cardiff yeah. looked so depressed at the end of that game because that's what they did. Whereas Zebre had salvaged a draw from the jaws of defeat. Yeah. No, it's true. Even though objectively, in some of the post-match interviews, Cardiff were like, well, we were the crapper team in the first half, so it's probably a fair score. But if you're winning and all you've got to do is defend for an extra couple of minutes and you can't, and then they get the draw, you think, oh, crap. Five minutes ago, we were coming away with four points and now we've come away with two. And that sucks. Whereas Zebra would have been thinking, oh, crap, we're coming away with one point and now we're coming away with two. And we get the feeling of still being undefeated at home, which is priceless. Priceless. And as I say, I think they can get that to three. I I think they should beat the Cheetahs at home. And then I think the next home game after that is Benetton. Well, how do I feel about that? Well, it's a very, very difficult one because it's always helped Benetton in recent times, except for that year when Zebra beat them twice. Yeah. Um, that, was which, that was only about year. three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, being able to pick up those wins. but And they're always quite ugly and horrible and scrappy and crappy games, the Darbys. Mm. I think that's natural for Derbys everywhere. Yeah, obviously I want Benetton to really be pushing for the, for the title, so I really want them to win those games. But I also, you know... I used to look at it like a lose-lose, to be honest. I used, yeah. to, I used to look at the derbies. I, it's my least favourite games to watch on TV because whatever happens, it's a bit oh, crap because one of the teams is going to have to lose. Whereas now you could look at it like a win-win because if Benetton win, yeah. they go up in the table. If Zebra win, they're further away from the bottom of the table. And it's amazing actually we're talking about it in this way because there's only three points between them in the table. True. That's the importance of bonus points. Yeah. Benetton are on 14. Yeah. And Zebra on 11. In fact, Zebra are closer to the top than they are to the bottom. Zebra are clo- No, that would mean they'd have to be eighth. No, points-wise. Oh, sorry, in points. Yes, absolutely. It does go... That's mad, isn't it? Zebra have won one game. Benetton have won four games. Well, actually, they're right bang in the middle. They're the Hollywood Sharks. Hollywood Beck Sharks have got two points at the bottom. Leinster Rugby on 20 at the top and uh, Zebra Palmer have 11. Fine, but anyway, the the point still stands, right? Benetton have won four out of five, well, won three out of five, drawn one and lost one. And Zebra have won one and drawn one and they're only three points away from each other. So that just goes to show you how important those bonus points are. But yes, the derby, oh, well, how would we feel about Zebra winning one and Benetton winning one? Well, sure would will be drunk and happy. But that's a long yeah, way off. We could talk about that closer to the time. It's very diplomatic. Yeah, it's but very also, diplomatic. you know, we're we're Italy rugby fans. We want them both to do well, don't we? I know, but I'm used to Derby's, I don't know, being a bit more aggressive and diplomatic. Oh. But yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe it will be one or like, there's a year to do it. Why but not? I think for the first time in a little while, that game is suddenly very, very interesting yeah. when it comes around. And you know yep. who else is coming around in time for Christmas derbies? Santa. <laughs> Santa. 
Santa and they shared a video of him this week. Jake Pelledri. Yes. What? I'm sorry. I didn't know what to say then. Hanson. No, I was just like, I was going to say Pelledri and Santa. And then I realised that joke sucked. (laughs) We're keeping it. It's good. And also what they tend to do at the derbies is they tend to play a lot of their Italian players. Mm-hmm. Because it's just more entertaining, more fun, more heartfelt. Obviously, the Italian coaches are all there watching it, so they kind of want to see their Italian players play as well. So generally, from what I've noticed is it's normally the Italian eligible players that get and get the derbies. Maybe that's also because some of the non-Italians have gone home for Christmas. Wouldn't surprise me at all as well. You yeah. know that you, you know, especially if some of them from the Southern Hemisphere and stuff. Do they get to go home? I don't know how contracts work. I think you could probably negotiate that and talk. Yeah. Through. Yeah. Well, we're in talks. Coach, you want to join us for the derbies? You're welcome to join. Bring your notebook. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I think that'd be good. <laughs> but there we go. Zebra, two from two, undefeated. That's how we're selling it. Yeah. And then you've got Benetton in Glasgow, which was, yeah. sticking on the positives, better than last time. Much better than last time. <laughs> They scored points, which made it better than last time. No tries, but points. Yeah. They were not nilled, guys. And that's what we saw a year ago. And it was bloody depressing. And they stayed in the game for a long time. However, I think everyone would agree that was a pretty disappointing game. Yeah. It was hard Uh, to watch. Yeah. I mean, Benetton going from the best defensive team in the league to, I mean, I don't know the stats. I don't have them to hand, but that certainly was not a team that was hard, hard on their defense. It was shocking the number of missed tackles, the number of just slippery slippers who slipped through them. I know it was wet. I know the conditions were bad, but oh, it was just painful to watch some of those slipped tackles. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All in all, it was. I, I know we need to talk about it, but there, I don't really. There's not much to talk about. But you know, it was a big squad. Obviously, it was frustrating, and we hope that Sebastian Negri is okay because he obviously went off with an HIA uh, and didn't come back. So we hope that he is well. I think. Sorry to interrupt, but it, just to show, we did our Utanta minuti in due minuti, eighty minutes and two minutes this week on Zebra, which we've never done before. Which just goes to show you, like. Obviously, we're riding high off the fun we had in Palmer, but of the two games, the Zebra game was the one that you want to be doing. You're like, fun well, that was the exciting on. game. Yeah the, yeah, the Benetton game was not really exciting. They came out, they looked second best. They were second best for almost all of it, and then they started throwing it around and doing silly things. They never yeah. got their wings and into the game. They then tried too hard to get their wings into yeah. the game and meanwhile Glasgow to be fair looked absolutely sharp they yeah. took every opportunity they slipped through things they caught Benetton napping a few times no it was um it was very ugh, frustrating to watch obviously Glasgow have the upper hand I mean I don't live in Scotland if you do live in Scotland let me know but to me it just feels like it rains all the time so obviously they get to practice tackling and playing in the rain much more than you do if you live in northern Italy especially northeastern Italy but oh the missed tackles were painful to see I was so excited that Brex was back after obviously being away with Italy and then having a bit of time off rightly so but he was Possibly, just going to say it between us, we're all friends and we know he's, this isn't 
normal for him, but the worst I think I've ever seen Brax tackle. Yep, tackling wasn't good. Rutzer as well. Mm. Easy tackle. You know. But, but you know, these things are going to happen. Again, I don't think that's a game really to focus on too much. No, and, no. You know, they were without their captain, Snyman, Nicotero, Rhino Smith, Fekatoa, you know, Uren, Lorenzo, Canone. There's loads of great players, you know, that weren't playing in that game. Sure, but it was also a good squad. They it didn't... was a very good squad. But again, Sebastian Negri, unfortunately, took yeah. a knock, had to go off. What I think, sorry to interrupt, what I think it is encouraging is that last season we all said it's really annoying to watch Bortolami picking kind of teams that he doesn't think are going to win to go away from home. And now he's not doing that. But obviously this was just a bit of a non-game and they, you know, I'm sure they'll regroup and, and go for it. Well, also, game, but... he's not doing it because his squad's so big, it's almost impossible for him to do that. He'd yeah. have to try really hard to pick a bad Benetton squad. But yeah, frustrating. Two yellow cards Glasgow received um, and both times we didn't capitalise at all. So you can't win games. There you go. We talk about, you know, we talk about it in the Zebra game. You've got to be able to just capitalise when the other team is playing with 14 men for a quarter of the game. Yeah. It, it just sort of sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. But I hope that curse of the away game isn't coming back. But it was definitely a better, better performance. Like you said the last time, but also yeah. they've got they could have won that. It was just mistakes. And um one thing I did notice was every time Glasgow went into contact, they made yards. Like even when the tackling was done, they still gained a meter and it just added yeah. up. And before you know it, they're in the twenty two. Yeah. And you're in trouble. And I think that's the difference, right? Benetton had opportunities. We've been talking about this as with a couple of we're, we're into the season now, so we're sort of five games in and we've been saying Benetton need to capitalise on their opportunities. Again, there were missed kicks to touch, miss, like, messed up restarts. But the difference is Glasgow took every opportunity. They capitalised on every single opportunity. Benetton are attacking. Umaga throws a long pass that goes out. Glasgow have the line out. Take a quick line out. Everyone's left sleeping. Score. Like, it's so frustrating to watch. But it's also credit to them. They didn't piss around. They got on with the job and they were clean. They were effective. They didn't leave stuff out there. They scored four tries. We scored no tries. They came away with a a bonus point win. So yes, we were not good, great, but I thought Glasgow looked good. One thing I will say is the elephant in the room is that Andrea Massey was the attack coach last season and he's gone. He's at Toulon with Parise. And now Troncon has taken over the attack coach for this season. And so far, we're yet to see it. We're yet to see what he's doing in attack, what he wants the players to do. It's not clear. And it's we'll wait to see. We're, I'm full of faith. Hopefully it's a little bit like what we saw from Zebra in the first couple of games, that defensively they were just shocking and they've got a new defensive coach and they needed to get things to click into place and it takes a little bit of time and really you can practice stuff in training, but the only real way for things to click is to start doing them in games. So hopefully that's the case as well. I mean, the, again, talking about wasted opportunities, Zanon basically being given a try and, and dropping the ball over the line. I've watched that lots of times and I'm still not entirely sure how he didn't score it. Yeah. But that's it. I think it just it hasn't quite clicked yet. But again, that him not scoring that that sort of sums up a day, you know. Yeah. He scores loads of tries. I remember when he was young, Venti Due, getting his debut. But you know, 
now he's a great player and um he normally would score that yeah so we'll see and yes again they've had a long preseason but lots of the players are away with their world cup duties so they haven't had loads of time all together to make it click so i know i'm making excuses out same for everyone but with a new coach it makes a difference yeah, that's true. And let's see. I really hope that Bortolami picks a solid banger of a team to go to Edinburgh next week because Edinburgh's still a good team, but I would say they're not as good as Glasgow. So let's go win a game. True. And hopefully it shouldn't rain in Edinburgh, right? It's on the east. Rain's mm. less on the east. Yeah, well, I wouldn't, you know, compared to what? Compared to the west? Yeah, I don't know. Or didn't you learn that in geography? Wasn't the thing that like you get mountains on the west Edinburgh coast? Edinburgh being particularly rainy. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. my point. Didn't you learn in geography, right, that the the water collects on the west because it's travelling, then it the mountains, and then it releases the rain on the west coast. So that's why the east tends to be drier than the west. Sure, it's true. I can verify that. Thank you, Coach. Right. And Eddie's uncle, the geography man. Oh, he's not a geography man. No science. Take that away. But anyway. Thank you, coach. Yes. So there we go. Um, it's important that they win those games as well for the Italian Scottish Shield. You know, mm. we don't want the Scots mm. to finish above the Italians. So Even though this year it doesn't actually, they haven't worked it in the same It doesn't really ways. affect anything, but it's still, you don't want to be at the bottom of it. Pride. It's pride is on the line. But that's about it because I've got a splitting headache because of the drilling next door. Have you? Yeah. Oh. Uh, so just a couple of notes to say on top of that, I think, Federico Mori scored this week and Tommaso Allen went head to head against Garbisi. That was exciting. Garbisi was at 10. Tommaso Allen was at 15. They both kicked quite a lot. Yeah. I think they both kicked three penalties and a conversion each. Yeah. So that's good. Battle of the Italian kickers in France. I haven't been able to watch it and I haven't been able to watch the Mori try either. Is there something you want to complain about? Is that like TV rights or something? Yeah, well, it would be via play, but they they never claim to show it all, so... Fine. As long as they show the URC. The BKT URC. BKT, great guys. You ever want to buy tire... Tractor tires? Not, not car tires, coach. No, tractor tires. You know the company to go to. The BKT. Big rubber, baby. Big rubber. What made Coach Mad this week? Again, don't really have one, but I mean, let's be honest. I've been called a coach. I've been called many things, but this one's actually about coaching. This one is actually about a tactic that we, well, nobody's really using. And I thought I'd give it away for free because our content is free and we will give us. And that is when you're on your try line and you're trying to get the ball over that try line, why don't you pop it to somebody running on the ball at pace? Maybe they will get over that line. It drives me absolutely insane that no one does this, ever. And when, when they do, it's like, whoa, that was an intelligent move. So why is it intelligent? Because it's simple. No one runs on the ball in the channel. It's always just pick and go, pick and go. Like, it doesn't work. Physics doesn't work. I mean, it does Momentum work is squared. Momentum is squared, right? So running on the ball at pace will just give you that 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 coefficient or whatever the word is. 
and you'd I... go over and you score a try every time. And no one does it. And I don't know why. I think I get what he means. You know, you see some centers do it. Obviously, that's similar to how Franco Smith scored yeah. this week, but and the Cardiff try. But no, I know he he wants no, what he wants is he wants a big old chunky unit up front at pace, big run up. No, I bang. agree. But guys, no one does it. Yeah, you but that's the mental thing. The wheel. It, it, but it would work every time. Honestly, it would work. There's no way it wouldn't because you can't possibly. Someone's running on. You want Eben Etzbeth coming in at pace, bang. Yeah. So, so why do you think they're not coaching this, coach? This is the thing that baffles me. Is I actually genuinely would love to talk to a, talk to a coach and be like, "Look, guys, I'm not. I'm, I don't know if there's a rule that I don't know, but why? When you're on the track, you've got one meter to go, half a meter. Well, if I'm trying to answer this as best I can this day and age, one, when you're in that area of the pitch, you're trying to not lose the ball. You need to keep hold of it. Two, with the rules you've got now, or laws, as rugby has laws, if you're held up over the line, your advantage is gone. They get a, yeah. a goal line dropout. And if you come in at pace, maybe you're coming in a bit high normally. It be, might be easier to hold up. So that's why they sort of dive at the floor and they dive at the floor and they mm. dive at the floor and they dive at the mm. floor. They're not even trying to get over the line. They're trying to get at the line. Yeah, I don't know. Just... I don't know. I don't know. It probably is some of those but after like the, the 20th phase just <laughs> someone just run just cannonball into them just i'm not saying run from 10 meters maybe five meters just run but i just don't get it like if you get if you pass it out wide they're running onto the ball they could lose the ball like what's the difference that's true because... no that's a really good point actually Quite often they only do that when they have a penalty advantage yes exactly so it's yeah. just like pick and go pick and go pick and it go just... But, but you're right. And then they decide like, okay, we've had enough of this. Let's go out to the wing. And that's so precarious because all it takes yeah. is a slightly shitty pass and it gets dropped or it goes out or whatever. And you're right. Why not just make it a single clean yeah. pass don't, to a centre? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Barreling through. There's I mean, just not enough Chris Ashtons in the world, is there? No. Dying breed. I miss that guy. He's not dead. He's not dead. <laughs> oh, I was looking away like he was. You I know were. he's not dead. I think it's still. I think it is punditry now on TNT Sports. Just give yeah, them a plug. Competitor of via play. Other service providers are available. And apparently, the BBC don't have the money necessarily to pay for the Six Nations anymore. So I might be going behind a paywall. No way! This season, it's almost five hundred million quid to pay for it, and they say they haven't got it. So it might be going. No, not this season, but it might be going behind a, a paywall, which would be well, obviously. We'd pay whatever to watch the game. It's not going to stop people who want to watch it watching it. But what it will stop is your really casual rugby yeah. fan flicking it on because they're not going to get now player for a month or whatever they need yeah. to get to watch it. Which happened with which sport, Eddie? Cricket. Fun After fact. 2005, when That's England won the no Ashes. One, it was no everywhere. One watched it you... Before it, and no one watched it after. You couldn't move that summer without Channel 4 on. Absolutely everywhere was people watching the Ashes. And then since then, no. Anyway, there we go. But speaking of the Six Nations, uh, a plug. If you are interested in going to watch Italy games um, at home, the um, uh, Fide Rugby has just released a Black Friday deal. Look at me, just plugging it for them. And yeah, they've got mega discounts on their Six Nations games at home this year only available for the next like four days or something. So have a look and get your tickets. We've got to speak about that, guys, because what game do we want to go watch? It's either 
I think we said we'd go see England. England or Scotland? England, Italy. So, uh, Italy, expensive. England. I looked at the flights. They're not that bad. They've gone down since what you said. Oh, flights are expensive. But the tickets, you know, we can get some pretty good tickets. Like the discounts are not bad. I think they're like top, top price ticket, which was like 120 euros is now down to like 90. And we don't have to go for the top. Yeah, they're top almost ones. half price lots of the tickets. Yeah. So, so do check it out. And yeah. uh, we'll be going to one of them. We're not sure which yet. We'll discuss that off air because we've seen Italy, Scotland a few times. Yeah, and it's never gone well for us. And we've seen Italy, England a few times. That's so we've got to think which well. one's going to be more fun. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. But yes, I'm uh, sorry that that's made you mad. That's the first actual bit of coaching that's ever made you mad, coach. So there we are. I have, I've had this rant before. I thought I thought private. sort of video editing or cap cut would have made you mad. Eddie and coach have been editing a lot of content from our road trip rugby trip and um they're both being princesses throwing their their paintbrushes out of the pram saying they're never going to be creative ever again so snapping my paintbrushes yes yeah real princesses yeah, like about prospero it. at the end of the tempest <laughs> it's not his paintbrush he breaks his staff yeah well my magic comes from my art there you are so we'll release those soon. I look forward to that. And that's what made Coach Mad this week. Right. Well, grazie mille, ragazzi. <laughs> Alla prossima. Let's hope for a Benetton win in Edinburgh and a Zebra Palmer win against the Lions in South Africa. I mean, it's the, the wishful, wishful thinking, not in a sort of me being negative way. It is wishful thinking. That's a mammoth game. You have to travel to South Africa and then you have to go and play. Oh, no, they've been there for a week. They're used to hot weather. <laughs> Do you think they'll go on safari? Almost definitely. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's it. They get distracted. Just like the South Africans get distracted when they come to Italy and they try a spritz and they have some food and they're like, this is great. And they forget that they're there to play rugby. The Italians are like, oh my God, look, a lion, a giraffe, a penguin. This is marvellous. Penguin. Pe- penguins in Cape Town, yeah. Penguins actually all along the south coast of South Africa. Nice. Yeah. Full of talk of Madagascar, though. We've been ratted out, boys. I love those penguins. Of course you do. They're like miniature scrum halves. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you for listening, guys. Please give us five stars if you haven't already. If you are listening, you haven't done that. We know you're out there. And do follow us. We have an Instagram page, TikTok, whatever a TikTok is. We got it. Twitter, aka X. Do check out all our socials and follow them and get involved with us on there as well. Please. Please do. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week. Ciao. Ciao a tutti. Ciao.